Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong Term Memory. As always, it is me, Jack. And also, as always, it is me, Colin. Hello listeners and hello Jack, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright man. Absolutely roasting. Uh, I don't know why I feel the compulsion to tell people that I'm recording topless, but I just feel like I have to every time I do it. So I'm sitting tops off, um, ready to record this absolute atrocity <laughs> that's coming up, I think. <laughs> I, uh, I do enjoy this time of year, Jack, because it is nice to get a bit of sunshine, get a bit of a tan, and also to sit and look at your naked body through the through the webcam once or <laughs> twice a week. So I always know, it's one of, the, one of the signs of summer, isn't it? They say, what is it they say, a, a swallow is a sign of summer and all that sort of stuff. For me, it is seeing your lovely body. It's my touch. Yeah. <laughs> now, we put out kind of request for full topics or things that listeners wanted to hear. So don't say we're not good to you. We're going to cover a few of these on this free show. We're going to do a couple of bonus shows over the next couple of weeks on Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory um, if you're not already on there. Most of you are. We'll say not most of you, but we've got a, a fair percentage of people on there. So a uh, big kudos to them. But Lewis Wardrop, um, one of our pals, um, got in contact and as former, a joke, former pals. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He, he actually put this as a joke, and I jumped on it because I've got into history a little bit recently through podcasts and stuff like that. I'm sure I've mentioned it in other pods, so people know that. And it was the Russian Revolution he suggested, and he did admit he suggested it as a joke. And you're shaking your head on the camera there, Colin. Did, why are you shaking your head? I'm shaking, I'm shaking my head for a number of reasons, Jack, right? One, it's history, right? Two, it's Russian history, so it's going to be grainy, right? And number three is, you say Russian Revolution, right? And you could turn around to me here and, and start talking about the Russian Revolution, which happened in 1980, 1880, or 1780. I do not know what is coming up here. I've got no fucking idea when the Russian Revolution was. Was it when they discovered potatoes make vodka? Was it when... I, I don't know. That's There you go. There's my Russian knowledge out and done. <laughs> they, they, they invented vodka from potatoes. Um, well, so at least I'll learn something during this, hopefully. Well, yeah, I don't know because... <laughs> I'll be honest. I do like a little bit of history. Not really up on my Russian uh, revolutionary period and it watched a 30 minute cartoon on YouTube earlier about the Russian revolution wow yes so if we murder this do you know what uh, the thing is right we, we, we've kind of got we've got our listeners who come listen to us there's hundreds of you um, believe it or not that come and listen to us every week which is great so it's, it's never really grown past that, right? And there's no point in kidding on that we're a history podcast or a arts podcast or a music podcast. We just talk nonsense and murder things all the time. And that's what we're going to do with the Russian Revolution. Lewis, you probably know more about it. You'd probably be better coming on and doing this, to be perfectly honest with you. But what do you think the Russian Revolution is, Colin? Like, um, I know you were mentioned there. You kind of don't have any idea, but go on. I do have some ideas. Right? I'll, I'll tell you rough some rough ideas, and I, 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 I Jack will back me up here. I've not looked at the notes you've prepared yet. I've not read into it or anything like that. Um, so I'm just going to fire out words: Lenin, um, yes. Trotsky, yep, um, Animal Farm. Um, okay. 
the the KGB. Um, um, da, 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 da. Soviet, not not being called Russia, being called something else, maybe. Yes. Um, they buy cats, and it's cold in Moscow. There we go. And that is that's us covered it, right? So we'll just move on to the summer solstice. But yeah, you've hit lots, lots of things there, right? Uh, it was in nineteen seventeen. Oh, okay. Right. So what else was happening in nineteen seventeen? Um, the the first world war. First world war, exactly. So that's happening. But um, right, we'll kind of round up the Russian Revolution, and then we'll, we'll try and do <laughs> we. I'll try and remember what I watched earlier in this cartoon, right? <laughs> so again, the. The big revolution, basically, uh, took place in 1917. There was a smaller revolution about 12 years before it in 1905, um, which had kind of the same basis um, with the leader, uh, Nicholas II, trying to bring in sort of changes. Um, but anyway, uh, removed Russia from the war, uh, the World War One, which basically um, brought out the transformation, like you mentioned there, of the Russian Empire into the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, so the USSR. Union um, of Soviet Socialist Republic. Okay, cool. That's a new one as well. Right. Um, so I didn't a, know that, so that's good. I know also the Beatles song, Back in the USSR. Right, okay. That's fine. See, if I was speaking about music, mate, then you could you could take the lead here because I am not a music man. And that sort of um, replaced, they had a really traditional monarchy, basically, an autocracy, where, like... The head of the state is the top tier and makes all the decisions. And during this, the big revolution, it was Nicholas II that was there, right? Um, his dad and grandfather were Alexander II, Alexander III, and he'd sort of witnessed them both get assassinated because that used to happen quite a lot back in the day, you know? Like, they did they like you? You were a pain in the arse, you were holding the, the, the people down, um, the autocracy like I said they had everything and the peasants had nothing you know there was just a big massive gap so people would get pissed off at that and try to kill these rich people quite a lot so he'd like I say seen his dad and his grandfather assassinated what do you think that would that would do to you as a, as a child I think it would you would probably you'd probably find that as a child quite difficult to see past the actual assassination and your father being killed and see the bigger picture of why it happened and what led these people to do it, um, which would then probably, when you're in a situation where you're going to become the new big potato, it would probably it would probably give you some quite some quite shady ideas and some quite shady frames of reference and frames of thought as to how you're going to lead yourself, I think, probably. Um, and what would happen if your dad constantly called you... Um, a big girl's blouse and a girly girl and a stupid wee lassie, basically. You would either you would either embrace that and become the Soviet's first gay leader, um, and you would lead the USSR, or you would <laughs> um, you would go the other way and you would just man it right up and stamp in people's heads and be the man. Yeah, so he kind of did that. Yeah, he he went to Japan. Uh, this Nicholas II. And got tattooed up back in the okay. day. Yeah, nice. big dragon tattoo and shit like that. People uh, are still doing a, that. Yeah, and a, a policeman chopped a bit of his head off in Japan as well. Like, chopped a bit of his head off. <laughs> like, a, a, a policeman chopped a bit of his head off, the, the top potato guy. 
Yeah, he wasn't top of the at the time because this is when his his father was still alive. So he was like, right. he was in line to become the monarch. Okay. His dad thought he was such a little girl that he sent him to Japan to man up, basically. All right, okay. And he came back with nice colourful dragons drawn on him. <laughs> yeah, he came <laughs> and back with really sparkly dragons and half a head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's his, um, this, this revolution, back to that, happened in two stages. There was two coups, uh, one in February, one in October. This is when Lenin, you mentioned him, um, he comes in, he sort of solidified his power um, after three years of civil war. So after the World War One, they pulled out of the war, which was like... They wanted to do that to try to appease the masses, um, but that just led to civil war. So the, the civil war after that, well, it was I think it was the Red Army v the White Army, and they were just like murdering each other nonstop, like five million, five million deaths, five million people dying of famine, all that sort of shit. Bad time. Um, that ended in nineteen twenty. So the revolution basically took place between nineteen seventeen nineteen eighteen, um, and then Lenin sort of came in, and then Stalin took over him, and blah blah blah. We got to the Cold War, but we're here to speak about the actual Russian. Revolution. You need to go back, <clears throat> like I says, about a century before Nicholas II came in. And again, his grandfather got murdered and his dad got murdered. We mentioned that. Um, he personally uh, witnessed them as well. So he, he was sort of there. Okay. Um, and his, his dad and his grandfather, the, the, their way of running the country was to, was the brutal oppression, basically, of the just the normal people, the peasants. Back in the day, if you were a serf, they called it. So, like, uh, somebody that worked the land, a farmer, basically. The landowner owned you as well. Right, okay. So that would that, that eventually sort of... That, that did piss people off. Uh, Nicholas II became Tsar. You heard that word before? Yes. I have heard that word before, Russian yes. Tsar. Yeah. Yep. But this would be back in 1894. And, again, like you says, he wanted to be to be super, not Superman but like the manliest man and, and show her that he was in charge so he just basically continued the line of subduing the peasants any sort of resisting movements which at the time were becoming a little bit more widespread because see when you looked to the from there the west so France Germany Britain they were all industrializing there was a little bit of democracy there was like people had houses and shit like that <laughs> like there was factories there was jobs so the Russians were looking there, hearing hearing stories about the Great West, and like I said, lots of people were deciding to sort of try and stand up, but Nicholas just murdered them, basically. Um, that was the way it was, and people started, again, people started to get sick of that after six, seven, about eight years of him in charge, and eventually there was a constitution that was created, so you're into America, right? Yes. So, like, everybody slags America for being, like, a wee baby country. It's only got 250 years history. But they had a constitution back, what, the 1700s? Late 1700s? Uh, yeah, 1787. Is that what it was? Right. Okay, yeah. I was going to, right. So, even though Russia had been a country, per se, for 1300 years, it never had a constitution until 1904, around about then, 1903. Once that constitution came in, that's when... Big Nicholas, his grip on power started to beget, get worse. You know, people were like, right, we've got a constitution now. We don't really need to listen to this dickhead. Okay. Do you think that's fair? Yeah. Look, look, uh, these peasants, man, you, you're, as a person, you're owned by a landowner as well no, as the land. No, <laughs> it's definitely not fair. Like, with, with anything like this, um, I, I find it hard to get a picture of it, so I kind of always... 
if you think about a, a rich dynasty, a Tsar, a king, a president, and being in charge of people and how badly they treat them, I kind of link it back to Game of Thrones because that was kind of set ago as well. And it's very much kind of like, for, for people that watch that show, um, which I know you do, Jack, as well now, it sounds like they're Lannisters, basically, and they live in the Eleven King's Land and all this lovely, beautiful place. But the, the actual people that live outside the castle walls are all just horrible, a bit like Maid Marion and her many men on Children's BBC as well. Like, well just it. people in the mud and the dark, and that's not a life. Do you know what I mean? That's not... What's the for me as a king? What's the point of leading people and being in charge of people or being this inspirational figure to people who don't have anything? It's kind of counterproductive. I I I prefer people to sit and watch me in their house and their big tellies and love me. Do you know what I mean? Not sit outside my house desperate for a potato or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But let's be perfectly honest. We've we've had these conversations before, but back in the day, you're like the richest guy in the country. You're the top potato. You'd, you'd be living up, man. You'd be partying. You'd have snooker tables. You'd be like, you, you, let's be honest, I probably would as well. You'd be like, out of sight, out of mind. I'm not sure it's fair. <laughs> I'm not saying like, so, it's fair. So yeah, I, get, I do get that as well, right? But I, I'd, I, I would also want to be, I would want to walk out the house and people be all cheering and loving me and all that. And like, you know how, it, you know when a wrestler runs down to the ring and he high fives all the people in the audience? Well, I want that get, when I'm when I'm great for the paper. I want people kind of people used to do that out of fear because you you lived in fear. There was no sort of respect or people that actually <laughs> thought that Big Nick was top dog. I thought you were going to say there was no paper shops. <laughs> there wasn't any. No, there wasn't any paper or paper shops or no, fuck no all or factories shops. or nothing. Yeah. Um, but I I do get it. If you're if you are rich, you've got this big beautiful palace and all the loveliness that comes with it. Yeah, you, you are going to forget about old Gladys outside and stuff like that, aren't you? Well, that's it. Another thing yeah, um, that I've actually not got any notes here. You ever heard of the name Rasputin? Yeah, it's a Boney M song. Yes. Hey, hey Rasputin. Do, 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 do. Uh, yep. So apart from that? Uh, nah, I, I know it from that song. You know it from that song. So Rasputin was like a peasant motherfucker, right? <laughs> right. right. He was a peasant motherfucker, but um, he, he would kid on that he was like a wizard and shit. <laughs> he would like kid on magic pills and I don't know quite how but uh, Nicholas and his family sort of found out that this guy supposedly had magic pills and got got in contact with him started talking to him a wee bit even though he was a peasant and then what happened was uh, the, the wife took no well uh, no wait, the son took no well right. uh, he had um, like a blood disorder basically Right. Okay. and th- they were really stuck, they thought this boy's going to die so they asked uh, Rasputin did some magic on him and what Rasputin what they think happened was Rasputin told the doctor to stop giving him aspirin which affects the blood right? it thins the blood yeah yeah so that through sheer luck made the boy better okay so from then on Nicholas and his wife like loved this guy they thought he was really fucking magic because he'd saved their son in his eyes and did they have the, like, the big dreadlocks and all that he can no, it was like pre dreadlocks, but like probably nowadays he would have dreadlocks, but yeah, like, yeah. the whole Rasta thing. Like, yes, kind of. He had the long thing. hair and the big beard and that. Yeah, right. So they believe this wizard guy. He's floating about again. People get a bit the let's say the the upper middle classes or the people that work beside Nicholas as he's um, not henchmen, but people that would give him advice. Well, like who the fuck's this peasant kidding on? He's a wizard coming in here, <laughs> making up shit. <laughs> 
He was the Megan Markle of his day. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Rasputin absolutely fucking loved, loved partying, loved shagging, loved all sorts, man. He was right into all that. So um, they arranged a sort of um, fake party thing for him, right? And okay. poisoned, poisoned his cake. Oh, no. And supposedly, that, this is probably apocryphal, but um, supposedly that didn't kill him. So they thought, oh, fuck, this cunt, some, this cunt is magic. So she just shot him to death and threw him in a river. Okay. But they eventually got rid of Rasputin. Um, but that, again, made uh, Nicholas so unpopular with um, not just the peasants now, but like, actually people beside him. But like, this guy's a dick. And this is when Lenin sort of pops his head up a couple of years after this. So when th- again, when you think of Lenin, you kind of think like, uh, like communism and sort of being there in the action. But um, he actually got exiled. That was a thing they used to do in Russia quite a lot. Did they send him like, to Ukraine or something like that? Uh, well, no, for, like further uh, east than that, actually, and up the way to Siberia. Right, okay. But it was really shit. Yeah, so he'd really been cold. exiled. Uh, decided fuck us and then he ended up staying in Finland so Lenin this name that you really think was a massive part of the revolution although he was he, he wasn't actually in Russia when the revolution started in February he was still sort of having it up writing his manifestos in Finland and then he eventually came back right okay so, and, you, you, so as a novice like me who doesn't know this story you expect him to be front and centre for this whole thing, riding his horse, basically? Well, you, you kind of do. Yeah, you kind of think he was the revolutionary communist Marxist leader guy that would was at the top. But he fucking, he was he was all in Russia, man, like until after the, the first kick of the revolution. And it was actually the, the, the Germans that sent him back. Okay. They kind of went, right, if he goes back, he can disrupt what's happening in Russia. Because at the time that communism wasn't like Russia was the first communist state, so this sort of share everything, everybody can be happy type idea. I see at the time, like even though we we probably think that communism is bad, and you can kind of pass judgment on it. Lenin, like he really had a, a strong vision for what Russia should be, and he was one of the few that did. You know, he was born. He's only been 40 odd at a time. He'd spent probably 30 odd years outside of Russia. Um, born, um, what was his name? I've got it here. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Vladimir Ilyich Ivanov basically um, decided to change it to Lenin. He was really affected by his older brother, another Alexander. There's only about four or five names in Russia. Just like at the time, there was only about four or five <laughs> names everywhere. You know, uh, yeah. John Henry George, and that was about it in Britain. Um, it looks like I, Leonardo DiCaprio, doesn't he? What in the Leonardo DiCaprio picture? <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know what picture you're looking at. <laughs> no, just in general. Like I've just googled, I just googled Vladimir Lenin, and um, one of the things goes up to search for is there the captain has loads of pictures of the two of them side by side. And well, uh, I, n- this, I never, I never actually noticed that. It was a cartoon I watched there. I might remember. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir Lenin could walk into my house and say. <laughs> All right, all right. Who Surprise! <laughs> who, the fuck, who the fuck are you? You don't look yeah. like a cartoon, my man. Um, yeah. His big brother tried to kill Nicholas's dad, but oh, failed. Man. Right, okay. So it's all kind of interlinked. It's all a bit ancestral, you know. Yeah. Right. So far, any questions? 
I've got, I've got, I do one, I've got one observation actually, and this is an observation for the for the listeners in listener land. Um, there is a, a notes document that Jack's made, and he's got open here, right? But I am not following it because Jack is going well off script here. So he's either dropping some very good knowledge and just knowing stuff and what he's talking about, or this cartoon was very inspirational. He's remembered it very well. Or he's just making up stuff, and I'm none the wiser. But I'm trying to follow this document, and it's uh, it's going well, There's no point the, the document, mate, because this is coming from my cartoon. I, <laughs> I'm gathering that, but you're doing well, mate. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, I already know more than I did before. Yes. Um, where are we? I forgot now. So the revolution that Lenin, I'm actually going to read this one, that Lenin led Mark to one of the most radical turning points in Russians. There you are, 1300 year history, told you that. Uh, Economic, social, structure, culture, internal relations, industrial development, uh, blah, blah, blah. The the thing with communism is you need, um, you need the peasants to be held down because you want them to want communism. Okay. Because it's so shit. So the, the 1905 revolution that I mentioned kind of gave him a little bit more rights and powers and stuff like that. And that kind of impacted Lenin's Marxist view of communism and what it should be. So when he came in, he had to then put the peasants back down in their place again, basically. Right, okay. You've, had, I, a wee, you've, you've had a wee minute. You've had, a wee, you've had your five minutes of fun. Back to the fucking mud. I Back to the peasantry um, yeah. so that we can get communism on the go because you'll support that once you're a super peasant again. <laughs> And no, just like a a peasant, you know. The new government, um, again, just repressed the shit out of them, like I was saying there. Uh, the new rulers should withdraw largely from um, intellects rather than the aristocracy, like I was mentioning earlier, the king and queen. But these intellectuals, again, it did change the direction, but Lenin wanted to basically set up a dictatorship even though he was going about all this fairness and stuff like that, he wanted to be the guy that was in charge. You know, so it, it did open the door to the, this industrial lev- revolution. There was lots of... Just because uh, there was people, skilled people, and power of it at last, they were able to develop stuff and things then, yeah? Yeah, but that's it. But like he, he was actually... When he first came into power, he, he shared power with... Um, what were they called? Like a... They were called like a space-filling parliament. They weren't called the space-fillers, but actually they were there as a parliament. Okay. He came in with the communists and went, like, let's uh, be, be pally. And then he went, he, he voted on something and he lost the vote and then decided, no, fuck that, and made the guys who already voted against him sign a, sign a thing under the threat of death. He's not sign this um, to make me talk potato. We're going to murder you. Okay, you, you would sign that at that point? You probably would, yes. So, big upswing then, and again, this upswing, ed- people getting educated and stuff like that led to people not particularly wanting to come in, like thinking to themselves, we've, got, we've actually got it no bad now. Um, this revolution had sort of widespread international consequences. Um, like I says earlier on, they immediately pulled out World War One, and that changed the balance of the forces for everybody else sort of left in it, but like I'd mentioned there was a massive civil war after that the United States um, actually sent troops um, over to Russia so that the war didn't spread out of Russia they wanted to keep the civil war civil <laughs> Right, okay <laughs> Keep it in Russia, fuck that, like, let them murder each other don't let it get outside 
Um, the Soviet Union actively sponsored and assisted communist movements, so they're right into it. And revolutions around the world and an effort to sort of broaden the, the influence of communism around the world. So they were the first ones, and then they decided, right, if we help you, you need to be a communist. If we help you, you need to be a communist to try to spread spread that ideology. Um, also played a fundamental role in the defeat of the Nazi uh, Germany during World War Two. So we've jumped ahead there. So that's kind of it. Um, and that was going on, on a cartoon that lots of shit was happening. Uh, it went from aristocracy to hundreds of famines, hundreds of shit like that. Communism, they got a wee bit. Communism fell apart. Uh, led to the Cold War. Um, Stalin, we never sort of mentioned him. He came into play. He heard his name sort of banded about yeah, before. His name, yeah, his name gets mentioned a fair bit. Aye, because um, Lenin was really unwell when he got old um, because, well, obviously he was trying to run a country. He was trying to um, murder people, he was murdering people, he wasn't sleeping well, he, he just did massive, he just used to have strokes every other week, basically. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> he, he kind of fucked up because he didn't really like Stalin because Stalin was a bit of a, like a simpleton compared to him. He was quite an intellectual guy, quite a smart guy. Stalin was like, it was like more of like, he could bring people together, he was good at speeches and stuff like that, but he was never really the intellect. So, when it came to dishing out the the party political positions, like uh, Minister of Defence, blah, 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 he gave Stal- uh, Stalin the secretary's job. Right. He kind of thought, well, put him out the road where he's got no power. But the secretary, what he could do was he basically hired and fired who worked in the party, just hired all his mates. And then on his deathbed, Lenin basically said, make sure Stalin doesn't take over the party. He died... He was left in charge, basically, oh, to pick the new leader. <laughs> so he went, I'll, I'm going to take it. I'll take it uh, okay. from there. And obviously, Stalin um, sort of was there during the World War II and shit like that. Bit of a, bit of a nasty country. All these cunts were nasty cunts. Like, it's kind of... I'm not, I'm not saying it's... It's not easy to judge it on modern standards, but these sort of leaders and shit like that, it was kind of like the done thing. Like were, Franco yeah. in Spain, um, Mussolini in Italy, these sort of um, fascist leaders or sort of dictatorships was, it was like part of the job of leading a country was being one of them. There was just no value based on the ordinary people's lives, really. It's just, they were just foot soldiers, they were just lemmings, they were just people or items and they didn't have any importance placed upon them so they did what they wanted to them didn't they yeah, it was them usually yeah yeah because like them. there was there must have been there was lots of mass protests obviously one of the ones that kind of kicked off the first revolution sorry to go back to 1904 here was a priest really peaceful protest oh. walking towards uh the the palace basically to just with a, a letter saying, please can we like get a day off per week and only work 15 hours rather than 16? And uh, the army shot them all, like all these innocent protesters. That kicked off that. And then I think there was um, 250,000 people turned up in 1917 and about 1,000 of them just got murdered, like civilians just shot dead in the street. Well, fuck All the me. workers. Because, what kicked that off was hunger because there was no fucking potatoes. There was nothing to eat. And people get hungry, like normally they would send the army out and say, fucking shoot them. But the 
the army were hungry as well. They were like, well, we're fucking hungry too. <laughs> like, so they, they turned around and started shooting the captains and the leaders. I'm glad that fucking. I'm glad that in 2022 Russia's got themselves back on track again, and they've not got any idiots in charge making crazy decisions and killing innocents and doing mad stuff. I genuinely think that Putin only idolizes two people. One of them is it's either Stalin or Lenin. Probably I don't know who it is. And the other one I think is one of these czars I was talking about. Aye. So like, he looks up to these these guys like and, I think Jean Claude Van Damme, Jean Claude Van Damme, and country right tack. Chuck Norris likes him as well, probably. <laughs> Jack Bauer. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you um, did you ever watch the TV show The Americans? No, but it rings a bell. So The Americans was a spy drama uh, set in the eighties, and it was two Russian spies in America who lived across the road from an FBI agent. And it was tremendous. It was really, really good. Um, so that I've got a little bit of knowledge on Russian spies and the KGB and all that sort of stuff because of that TV show. Um, a lot of people thought Lenin was a, was a German spy because he'd uh, left Russia and he stayed in Germany for a while, stayed in Finland and stuff like that. So they thought when he came back, he was a bit untrustworthy. But like his um, views for the country were revolutionary, yeah. So, crazy times. That was it. Well, well done for giving us that um, topic. Uh, a yes. little bit Lewis, wasn't it? It was Lewis, yeah. yeah um, thanks, so. thanks, Lewis. You've taught me a few things. Um, <laughs> good off to Jack for uh, very much bringing it to life and making it understandable and relatable. So, thank you, Jack. I don't, I, like I said, I was maybe a wee bit all over the place. I get a bit hazy when I watch cartoons sometimes. I got a little bit sleepy halfway through. <laughs> you look at the you look at the, the MI and the the analysis more than I do in terms of this podcast. Do we have any listeners in Russia? Do you know what? I think I've seen a handful, but you get them everywhere, like a handful in like Mozambique, shit like that, you know. Yeah. Like, it's maybe just downloaded by accident. India. Uh, no, but English-speaking countries are the main places, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure I've seen the Russian flag on the metrics at a point. Mm, be interesting if we've got a wee Russian listing that can get in touch. Uh, hello at wrongtermemory dot com. <laughs> uh, don't don't use the don't use the automatic form because we've removed what? it I because it, yeah. it's the worst thing in the world and it was starting to genuinely make me upset with my life. That's why I removed it, Colin. Because I don't want to upset you. Mate. I know, and I appreciate it because um, basically that online form had been hijacked by bots, bots, and they were basically sending us prank emails and junk sometimes 10 to 15 times a day yeah. and I'm thriving for an inbox zero at the moment and trying to have that as the norm and it was genuinely upsetting me like I know we talked about these poor uh, these poor people um, with nothing Jack um, in Russia back in 1917 and stuff like that this was making me feel worse than they did I would imagine because it was starting to really get in my goat so thank you for removing that from the website well, that's it, because if anybody did send, because we do actually get some correspondence through that, and we've missed it, it's, it's just because it's there's five, five, last time I checked it was 540, and that's only the last month or so that's come through, so if you have got in contact with us and we've missed it, that's why. <laughs> yeah, just email us like a normal person, hello at wrongtermemory.com, it'll come to me and Jack, and we will get back to you, or if you like us enough to get in touch... Join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory where you can inbox us 24-7 and we will always reply. That's it, that's it. 
Now, a few other people got back when we asked for topics, and this kind of surprised me. It came up from a few people, and that was the summer solstice, because I think when I asked it was the summer solstice, it was only yesterday, the 21st. Yeah. Uh, so it was the, the longest day of the year. A few people had mentioned that. So um, we'll do a little bit about the solstice, and then how that started, a little bit of pagan rituals, and then sort of what um, what people do during the summer, basically. Sounds good. I like it. So, like, um, I've been speaking for 25 minutes, it sounds like, mate. So, um, the summer solstice, do you want to tell us a little bit about the summer solstice? What's happening? How, how does it work? Yes. Um, well, wonderfully, we've chosen another subject I don't know a great deal about. Um, so, this will be the podcast that goes down in history. The podcast we're calling doesn't know much about what we're talking about. Um, I recorded a different podcast with our friend David yesterday, and he mentioned the fact that it was a summer solstice. And uh, that was my kind of introduction to it for the year. Because it's one of these things you only think about at the time, isn't it? I kind of associate it with hippies and Stonehenge and all that sort of stuff. But basically what it is, is the North Pole is tipped more directly towards the sun and the South Pole is tipped more directly away from the sun. And as a result, all locations north of the equator see days which are longer than 12 hours and all locations south see days shorter than 12 hours. Hence, the the days are longest during the summer solstice. Um, that's basically where it comes from, Jack, isn't it? It's all to do with the, the volume of sun, the volume of light that you get, and how it affects the north and the south. Well, that's it, yeah, because like, we normally call it the 21st. It can kind of fall in the 20th, 21st, or 22nd, because it's not particularly fixed, because it doesn't depend on a, on a, a calendar, basically. It's more about... Uh, I'm going to use the technical term here, physics and shit, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's more to do that in the calendar, but it generally falls between that sort of 72-hour period and because that day's in the middle, that's kind of um, why we... Well, we don't celebrate it, but it used to get celebrated back in the day by pagans, and we will get to them in a minute. I think it was by, it was referred to as the mid midsummer or first day of summer. Um, back with pagans and Wiccans and stuff like that. You heard of these guys? Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. I like things, Jack, where they're not a set date. I like things where there's actually something else which impacts something, and that's when the date. That's not just like given that every year it's the twentieth or it's the twenty first. It's a bit like Ramadan, isn't it? Like the, when the Muslims are doing their Ramadan and they're not eating during the light and stuff like that. Right. They never. They don't. They never know exactly when it's going to finish or what time it's going to finish. They find out pretty much on the day. Basically, that's Ramadan over now, sort of thing. Because um, I was going, to, I was going to say like the, the only Christian festival that moves is, is Easter. Then Easter, everything else has got a set date. Uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day changes because it needs to be a Sunday. Right. Um, what else? Easter Sunday's the one you called out. Any other ones that moves? No, not really. That's that is the main ones, mate. Yeah, I think that is the main ones. Uh, some Christian churches as well sort of recognise the summer solstice. Ah, uh, they call it Saint John's Day supposedly to commemorate the birth of John the Baptist. Oh, John the Baptist, yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's, he's a real person. Um, he was, what did John the Baptist do again? Did he put did he put Jesus in a bush or something? Or? I'm, I'm, I'm not up on my Christian theology, to be honest with you. Put, I think he put Jesus in a basket and put him in a river. Um, I don't know, though. I'm not sure. I think he did. It wasn't Jesus that got put in a basket flung down the river, was it? He was, he, he was, no, was it? Definitely I, wasn't he? Right, you, you try and Google that while I, I'll try and hold this together a bit by speaking right. about Vikings for a wee second, right? Because I definitely don't think... I says, I'm not really up my Christian theology, man, so I'm not sure, but 
Um, the Vikings. Oh, fucking Moses. Ah, right, okay. See, I knew, ah, well, I'm more up, up in Bastard. it than you are, by the church. <laughs> no, Jesus was born in a wee stable and shit like that. Yes. Um, he never got abandoned as a child. By his virgin mother, mm-hmm. who, get, who get pumped off God, got herself up the spout. Uh, the local prostitute, Mary Magdalene, was involved somehow as well. And I'm probably becoming insult- insulting, so I'm going to stop speaking about it. <laughs> See, I don't know if I got this from the Dan Brown fucking novel, or it's actually true, but you know, like the books of John, Luke, Mark, Frank, the Sams and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. I think there, again, I, 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 I'm like addicted to it. I think there was a, a book of Mary, but they never put it in because she was a woman, uh, Mary Magdalene, um, who supposedly told stories about him because uh, obviously the Bible sort of edited over hundreds of years and shit like that, pulling together sort of certain sources. So so Mary Magdalene's supposed to, she, when, when Jesus was getting... When he was getting these, he himself crossed. Um, she he had, he had the thorn thing in his face, and she wiped his face with like a, a napkin or something, or a, a bandage or something. Just a wet wipe for KFC. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Jesus's face was imprinted on that towel and blood that you could look at it and say, "Oh, there's Jesus's face," and that's where they got the idea for those. <laughs> Why are you laughing when I'm telling the story? <laughs> Just go, mate. Right. That's where they got the idea for those smiley face t-shirts and they ripped it off in Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's true. Okay. What, with his muddy face? Well, aye, so you know, they got the idea that... I'm talking about Forrest Gump. Aye, Forrest Gump's muddy face. face. Right, okay. So that was basically Mary Magdalene doing that to Jesus with the blood and they right. passed that off as the idea for the t-shirts, aye? Right, okay, right, okay, right. that could, right, I can, I can kind of see that. If I've got any Christians that are listening, please confirm mm-hmm. this and let us know. Yeah, uh, the Vikings um, used to hang dead humans, dead animals from trees as an offering to the gods. Again, see when I hear about human, like, sacrifice, I'm always a bit dubious now because I've been listening to some podcasts speaking to, like, you know how these, like, people that are, like, like proper like historians that write books about shit like this? I think all that stuff is pretty rare, um, but just happened this was from a website called summer solstice facts.com or something like that, so um, I don't know how summer much. Summersolsticefacts.com. Oh, fuck, did you actually see that the um, honour or Twitter, the, I think it was Apologetic Haggis or something like that? Yeah, who's, who's he? He's appeared, he was, he was arguing with somebody. No, like... Um, I've got time for Haggis, right? Because he—I'm sure he's a listener and he follows. But this ended up sort of arguing with a guy who obviously searches Twitter for uh, pagan rituals, or yeah, that's what or, I mean. And then just comments on it. I don't know who the, I don't know who the guy was that that came in. Yeah, he was like, "No, it's a neo pagan falsity. I'm here to uh, reduce fake history online and stuff like that. Seemed like a bit of a banger, the guy, to be honest. He must, he must have one of those alerts. Like, you know, like I've said this before, if you type into Twitter, if you if you tweet that Jedward or a pair of fannies, that basically sets off alarm bells somewhere for loads of Jedward fans and they all fucking attack you and tweet you. Mm-hmm. Um, he must have the similar sort of setup as the Jedward fans. Only for that. Must do, um, Iceland, Iceland is yeah. the only place outside the Arctic Circle where you can experience the sun not being set. Uh, as in Northern Iceland, the sun dips all the way down to the horizon. It brushes the water and starts to rise again. Um, if one physically watches the sun from the top of a cliff, overlooking the sea, 
I suppose is that, is that a bit like the kind of Northern Lights and all that sort of stuff then? Because that's that's where that is, isn't it? No, Northern Lights is something completely different. It, it's more like in these places you will get twenty-four hour sunlight for a certain point of the year. So that right, okay. and at the opposite time of the year you'll get twenty-four hour darkness. Right, okay. Because the sun doesn't dip under or doesn't right. peak its head up up peak its head, but not come up above the, the cover of the earth. Both. But that's only like way up at obviously near the North Pole. Yeah. yeah. Both sound pretty shit. Yeah. Twenty four hours of darkness, twenty four hours of light. Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Their Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate Life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. See this? See, the, see those pictures that you see of the Northern Lights and the Arola Borealis, I think it's called. That's the technical name for it. And yeah. it's it's all like beautiful and green and purple and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you know those pictures are taken with? Uh, what do you call those cameras that will take a picture that lasts like fucking eight oh, hours with a slow, like a low exposure and a shutter speed sort of thing. Yeah, a shutter speed of like an hour, so it's yeah. like an hour long picture. So it doesn't it fu- yeah. like see, supposedly a lot of the time you go there, it's happening. But you look up and you can't see it because these these pictures have been took over an hour. Yeah, you just I think you mostly just like a green sky basically is what you would see. You wouldn't really see the kind of neon or anything. I don't think sadly. Yeah, yeah. But it costs a fortune to go and see the go and see the. Oh, you can chase the them. Yeah, it's something I'd spoke about before, but it's not. I don't know. It's, it's not as good as it looks in the pictures for sure. The pictures do look better. Well, that's it. Because Carl said to me um, not that long ago, I'd love to see that, and I wouldn't you take it. Because you'd be in the fucking wilderness, it'd be freezing. You'd look up, there'd be nothing there. You'd be like, I'm freezing. I'd be like, I'm freezing and all. Up the road. There's no, like, there's no hotels here. Like, you need to chase it and stay in a fucking... Like, are you kidding? It would be crap, I think, chasing the Northern Lights. It's, it's one of those things I think you can Google it better. It is one of those, well, you can definitely Google it and look at pictures better because the pictures are fucking long yeah. exposure. Yeah. Just, there's a lot of things in this world I think you're just as well Google and you don't need to see them with your own eyes. Yeah, some things I, I, I agree with and then some some things I don't, but I kind of agree with that for the Northern Lights, I think. You're best not camping out in minus 40 degrees to, mm-hmm. it might be fucking cloudy. Or I mean? um, these, these pagans, some of them would wear protective garlands of herbs and flowers. Um, flowers called Chase Devil. Um, this was referred to as Saint John's Wort, and they believed that this warded off evil spirits uh, that they thought would appear because it was the summer solstice. Saint John's Wort. I've heard of that. Well, it's almost, we spoke about Saint John about two minutes ago, so they've, it's obviously something to do with that. But it might be in one of the Assassin's Creeds or something. You need to go find some Saint John's Worts to help you fight spirits or some shit like that. It sounds like, Assassin's Creed. 
I, I, I tried to I tried to play that was. recently and it's not a single Assassin's Creed game on Xbox Game Pass. Isn't it? Uh, I was shocked if there's put five hundred games on that and I thought Assassin's Creed would definitely be one of them, but it wasn't. Because I'm kind of looking for a new game. But yeah. I was gonna say of course could suggest a new game to you there, but it's a game you've already played. Which one? Horizon. Horizon, yeah. Uh, um, there's a there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game coming out tomorrow that looks really, really good. Right, okay. One of the old arcade style ones. It's on Xbox Game Pass, so I'm going to play that for a bit until I get bored. Is that the freebie ones you get in Game Pass? I will you pay a tenner a month for something, but then aye. they're all free, aye. Mm. Right, Pagans, speaking about them, right. So, uh, somebody else, and apologies, maybe Neil, Neil Buchanan, does that ring a bell? This is an art attack. This is an art attack. Um, he might have asked uh, about bonkers pagan rituals, but see if you can find it, mate, because I do apologise. I don't have it in front of me, so I'll talk about this one, which is the Druid Ritual of Oak and Mistletoe. And these Druid priests, uh, back in the day, um, the Oak tree held great significance in their rituals and was considered pretty sacred. Likewise, Mistletoe, which can grow on Oak, also had an important role in their religion. And according to the Roman chronicler, Pliny the Elder, you ever heard of Pliny the Elder? I don't think so, no. Who's that? Like, he was one of the few guys back in the day that would write about stuff, but he would... He, you know, but like, if you were writing about stuff 2,000 years ago, you would say, look, uh, get a turtle egg, mash it up with um, some cow piss and stick it up your nose and it would clear your diarrhoea. He's one of the type of guys. But right, okay. It, most of, a lot of his stuff survives today. So he's like this sort of main source for shit that happened back in the day. Uh, anyway, he was writing in the first century AD, so just uh, after old Jesus was uh, hung, I think. Anyway, uh, not hung, what do you call it? Crucified. Crucified, yeah. crossed. Yeah. Um, it was Neil Buchanan. Um, Neil Buchanan. Um, he's an old fella, Neil Buchanan. He's retired. Is um, he? uh, Royal Navy retired. So he's a, he's a seafarer of some description. Um, and he was in the Navy, aye. I retired, but maybe maybe he's got in there getting young and out, out, out young. I don't know, um, but he's a retired uh, navy man. So Neil Buchanan, not that's. I've always had a slight hope that it was Neil Buchanan from that <laughs> attack, but obviously not. Banksy. Um, anyway, as <laughs> <funny, laughs> <laughs> was stating that on the sixth day of the moon, the druid priest dressed in white robes and prepared a banquet beneath the tree. Uh, while it hung two white bulls so again murdering poor animals for no reason other than their wacky beliefs a priest would then climb the tree and cut down a branch of mistletoe with a golden sickle again these cunts get golden sickles you know fuck's sake yeah fucking yeah bastards. so the white bulls would be sacrificed while the attendants prayed to a god just a god just, 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 just one of them just yeah, the, not even a capital them. G just a god just one of them <laughs> the mistletoe was then given to livestock to drink which it was believed was an antidote to all poisons and would make any barren animal fertile. Now, these... They didn't have any sort of science here back then, but it's one of these things that maybe what... Like, they thought that animal's infertile, but it wasn't get some buckfast, now it's not, buckfast then makes... And then they just carry on. They don't have a test again. This is one of the reasons why I, this is one of the reasons why I struggle a bit with history and stuff like that because they were all thick as fuck, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> they literally For were. Sure, it was a terrible, terrible time to be living in. I, I genuinely believe that. I reckon any time up until about nineteen eighty must have fucking sucked. Like 
just not been Billy just you were born. <laughs> no, I was eighty four. Like, don't age me. Don't age me, man. Um, but it, it just seems shit going outside for, to the outhouse for a shit. Um, going not having. <laughs> Not having a mobile phone, not having the internet in your pocket, watching four channels or three channels on the telly, and if you see somebody, oh, I know him, he's for something, and you'd literally just have to sit and talk and talk and talk and talk to you remember who he was. You couldn't just look it up, you couldn't pause the telly while you did that. You couldn't just turn the kettle on, you'd have to boil stuff on a fire, you'd have to bring, <laughs> bring the big tin bucket in for a family bath. It just, it's fucking <laughs> awful, man, honestly. Like, it, I, it's like when I, I sit and talk to my dad, my dad was born in 51, and I just think about what his childhood must have been like. It must have been boring as fuck. But, a bit of a treat, man. Wow. Yeah, a wee orange at Christmas, and I don't know. It's just, honestly, so that's why that's one of the reasons why I struggle with history. I can't relate to it. I think it's mental. I think they were all stupid because they weren't stupid. They just didn't know any better. That sort of made them stupid. But, that, but that's what's fascinating, man. Like they, they used to think that this is like I think that's what's fascinating how wrong they were or whatever. I, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I just <laughs> think it's sad and like they'd have, they'd a lower life expectancy and they must have been glad of it. I say that's because because a lot of children die in childbirth if you get past that and you're like, you like know I mean you you you'd stop, I say still get to a decent age at like that decent age just all the all the. A lot of babies died and a lot of mothers died at a young age, so it lowered it on average. But, uh, okay, um, that's, 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 but that's yeah, sad. you were still you were living in a fucking a shithole for sixty years. Yeah, no so telly. You, you no probably, I, I wish I died when I was five. <laughs> and you, you would have had, you would have a lot of time to think. Like when you're watching Game of Thrones, right, and Cersei goes to her quarters, right? She goes into her quarters. Somebody comes and does her hair for her, which is nice, right? But. There's there's only books about history, and that's even history, 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 because that's even further back. There's no telly, there's no music. There's it just must be shite and boring, honestly. I, I feel for these people, I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, and that's why. That's why. See, that's why I find it interesting. Right, another couple of pagan things, mate. Uh, um, the Anglo-Saxons and the wild boars. Um, so the boar, <laughs> ironic, uh, was a very important <laughs> symbol in many pagan societies and it was associated with both warrior and fertility gods and goddesses. Um, in the Anglo-Saxon uh, Saxon midwinter fest, uh, a wild boar would be sacrificed, there's another animal getting killed, and vows made for the following year, given us the tradition of New Year's resolutions. Um, according to the Roman commentator Tacitus, they would wear boar skin into combat instead of armour, believing that that would give them protection of the mother of the gods and it would guarantee the warrior would be fearless in the heat of the battle. Again, and seems uh, like something that would be easily disprovable when somebody hits you with a knife and yeah. you've got a bit of fucking animal skin on and you get stabbed rather than the bit of metal that you had on fucking yesterday, man. Yeah, and if they're so interested in helping people become fertile, why are they killing every cunt? Like, killing a big boar. A, a boar is almost put in this life to impregnate cows. That's his job, right? And they're killing it, but they care so much about fertility. It's just weird. No, a boar's a completely different animal. No, it's just a big cow, is it not? No, a boar's like... Let me Google a boar, hold on. Ah, it's like fucking... Oh, a boar. The country Lion King. Kumba and... Oh, Timon and Pumba. Aye, I'm sure one of them's a boar. Oh, it's, <laughs> aye, it's the big, big, the big, big snout thing. Right, okay. Aye. But right, even still, that thing does that thing, that thing does a power of shagging, right? And they killed it. 
But the thing so, is, that, like, I, th- I think boars are like that they're because they're mental. I think that like they're the the country that go for you. Like if you come anywhere near them, they don't run away. They're not scared of you. They'll, they'll try and batter you. So these guys thought, right, it's mental. So I'll chop it up, rub its blood <laughs> in my eyes, and oh. then I'll be mental. <laughs> I could have that. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, now, um, if the guy that was arguing with Haggis on uh, Twitter listens to this next one, did you remember his name? Nah, fucking was mate. His name was his name was Noah Nonsense. Right, <laughs> right, Noah. Um, you're, Noah you're, not, you're not a listener. Um, you're just a mad cut that argues with people on Twitter for no reason. You're not going to like this one because, like I says, I found this on paganfacts.com or whatever, and this is the thing you were arguing against. I think the word Easter. Take this as fact, apart from you, Noah. It was first proposed as the name for the Christian celebration of the resurrection of Jesus by the 8th century monk St. Bede. Uh, he derived the word from an Anglo-Saxon mother goddess of the spring, dawn and new life and beginning called Easter. Easter. There we are. Uh, on the day of the spring equinox, which I don't quite know what it is. Can I, is that halfway in between something? Anyway, 21st of March, the Anglo-Saxons held a festival in honour of Easter, during which, here it comes, a wee rabbit. Um, was used as a symbol of fertility and eggs were painted with bright colours to represent the sunlight brought by the coming of spring. The eggs were then given to friends and family as gifts or used in an egg rolling contest. So that's supposedly where we get all that shit from. That's that's not true. We, well, ha- we have eggs at Easter, right? Because it symbolises. So Jesus got himself crossed, died with the blood and all that. Oh, the big rock. He was put in a cave and there was a rock put over the entrance to the cave. And somehow Jesus used his mad Jedi tricks and rolled the rock away. And we get Easter eggs and we roll the Easter eggs because it's like rolling the rock away that got him out of the cave. I mean, it's fucking bullshit. But that's where it comes from. Not killing a rabbit. You better get in contact with the admin at uh, factsforpagans.com or whatever. (laughs) Right. Two more. Right. A Viking blood sacrifice in Bratton brackets blot. Which sounds lovely. Um, the Viking blood sacrifice or blot was practiced at various times of the year to give thanks to the gods or try and please them. The blot was usually performed with animal blood. Mm-hmm. One saga does mention, however, the king of the Swedes being sacrificed to Odin. The ritual would be performed out in the open and no violence was allowed at the meeting place. Mm-hmm. The animal would be sacrificed over an altar made of piled stones and the blood collected in a bowl. The priest would recite songs in honour of the god being worshipped, then pass the bowl around a flame three times while reciting reciting magic words. The same was done with the meat of the animal before finally the priest sprinkled the blood of the sacrificed animal on himself and all attending and poured what was left on the altar. Right. Priests nowadays, Jack, rightly so, get a bad fucking rap, right, for what they got up to. It wasn't any better back then. It's this mental behaviour. Yeah, it's absolutely mental behaviour. This, like, it's it's mental. This is what happens when you get no telly or books to read. Yeah, the other one was the Wicker Man, which I'm not going to get into too much detail because I can't be asked. Go watch the Nicholas Cage film. We've all seen the film with the big Trojan horse and all that. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're going to look at 14 fascinating truths about pagan sex rituals, but can't be asked for that. We're just going to move on to Scottish summers very quickly, mate, because we're right in the middle of it. Well, uh, one day past the middle of it, basically. Thinking back to when you were a child, that's got a little bit nostalgic. What What did you like to do during the summer? During the summer, I liked to do things that I wouldn't dream about doing now, 
like get out of the house at fucking nine o'clock in the morning, not coming back till ten o'clock at night. Um, riding my bike far further than the human body should be capable of riding. Uh, walking far further than I could certainly walk just now. Um, going ten or twelve hours without looking at internet or without looking at a screen. Um, but it was all good, mate. Playing football, just being out the house and enjoying the outside. Anytime you get this, get a chance to the sun, just embracing it. Like we would have, we would have sun, we bit of sunshine just now, and it's been lovely. Like, do you see my? Can you see my white bit, Jack? I can indeed. I'm watching this. I've got. I'm getting quite tanned, but I have. I have had a bit of help with it. But um, I used to like that in the summer as well, just getting some colour about you and looking healthy. Talking about getting a help with a tan, mate. I only heard about this like yesterday, the day before. These uh, nasal things that young youngsters are sniffing to make them go. Yeah, it's a. Tanned. Yeah, it's got vitamin E and other bits and pieces in it, and it basically opens up your pores a little bit better. And when you go for a sunbed, that you take to the colour better. Um, I've never done it myself. I, I do, I do enjoy a wee eight or ten minute holiday from time to time. Um, but and, and I've got a moisturizer which has got fake tan in it that I use. But I've not started putting stuff up my fucking nose to help with it or anything like that yet. No, that's a bit much even for me. I, I think uh, Blair might have get in contact. I don't know if it in front of us. He was talking about that sort of like cycling miles away and sort of doing that thing. And the, the one time I remember was go, like big plans cycle to Dumbarton. Dumbarton? Yeah. Um, right, let's see how far that is. From G52, caught. So we cycled there uh, to our, my pal's granny's house. And it must have took, thinking back, I'm maybe misremembering, it must have took us about eight hours to get there. 16 miles? It's had only two miles an hour. But we were, aye, we were stopping and it was sunny, it was warm. But aye, it must have took us a whole day to get there and we ended up just getting a train back, yeah. But yeah, just that. Like, like I used to enjoy playing football, and then I mentioned on Twitter earlier about if it was a sunny day, like running into people's gardens at the sprinklers, <laughs> and I get, I get in contact and says, well, "Are you in some sort of pop punk video from the early two thousands?" And I didn't mean sprinklers. There used to be this like device you would attach to the end of the hose that would like go and it would like fire out like <laughs> left, 10, to right, left to right, left to right, yeah. And right across from the part, a lot of the gardens never had any like fences or whatever so we're playing football you get sweaty you just run in that person's garden run through that a few times and then just run back also makes you think of do you remember Bob uh, Bob Mortimer on Wouldn't Lie to You uh, talking about theft and shrubbery yes which <laughs> which kind of what Alistair gets to here but yeah for people that haven't that don't know what he's talking about um, tell them so Alistair to not take Alistair's moment away from him he talks about garden hopping basically jumping into somebody's garden hopping over fences and hedges to see how many you can get down on the street. And um, it, it, it always takes me to Bob Mortimer on Would I Lie to You, where he talks about a game he played as a youth in Middlesbrough called Theft and Shrubbery, where him and his pals would pick a house where you could look in the garden and see the family sat in the living room through the window watching the TV or whatever. And the, your basically task was to get in that garden and creep closer and closer to the window until they saw you. And while you were creeping, they used to chant... Um, we do beg your pardon, but we are in your garden. <laughs> and then get a chase, basically. And you weren't allowed to escape out the garden gate. You had to escape over the fences and the, and the, the hedges and stuff. And that, as soon as I read that on Twitter, that took me right down that Bob Mortimer hole. I went and watched the clip, Jack. And that, that meant 20 minutes or so watching Bob Mortimer clips at that point because he's the funniest man alive. Yeah. We used to just call it jumping the backs. Yeah. 
Up the back, yeah. No, we used to have, there was like, there was like three or four routes about Moss Park when we were nine, ten, eleven. Um, you could start from my house, go to the back, and jump round the crescent, or you could go across the road, go into my neighbour's back, and sort of go a longer route. And then there was like a, like a dangerous route. We say dangerous; it was longer, and there was a couple of like bits where you'd have to crawl. There was a bit where you actually crawled under a person's garage. Because it had like a crawl space thing. Right. The only way to get to the next garden was to go under the garage oh, and back up the other side. And only we, that, that was like, if we were feeling especially adventurous. But I was like three different routes running about we were and we jumped the backs. Never, I wish we never caused any damage. Like we never purposely broke things, but we were jumping through people's backs. I'm sure flowers get tramped on and hedges get jammed through. We weren't the bad boys. We were just fucking bored, man. Just after. Just I always remember... We, I remember one of my mates at the time, a boy called Mick, was getting a chase. There was this other bigger boy that really wanted to batter him. He wanted to kill him, basically. And I always remember getting cha- getting chased by proxy because Mick was with us. And we got chased down over the park, down towards the Riverwoods. And down there, there was loads of these dock leaves. You know, these big dock leaf bushes with the dock leaves in them, basically at the side of the river. Right. I remember lying flat out on my stomach by Mick and this other guy flat out in the middle of these dock leaves, hiding, and then running past us, and they couldn't see us hiding in the dock leaves. I could definitely just that. hide and not move. Aye. A risky move, though, because if they, if you get caught, you're you're lying down, you're ready, to get, you're ready to get kicked in the head, basically, but it worked. Big idea, it ran right past us. Um, but I hiding, hiding in the dock leaves. But yeah, we didn't ever... We, we were never into damaging people's property or doing any, any bad shit. We were just stupid and liked to laugh. Like... There was a there was a lane down the side of one of the houses, and one of the sides of the lane was a guy's garage, and it had a guttering on it. And we used to put fireworks in that gutter as a launch pad, basically. And that right. was probably the closest we came to damaging someone. One of the times we we damaged that gutter, um, but now we were never bastards. We just like to laugh. Absolutely, just kids. There's nothing else to do. Uh, Andy was in contact as well. Football every night as well. Yeah, um, same as a lot of people. But if it was pissing the rain. He would buy old WWF tapes off eBay. Um, I don't know how far back he's going here, and then play play the PlayStation. That was it, man. Pushing a raid, we'd get the PS One out, and that was it. You must have been good at predicting the weather, that cunt, Andy. <laughs> oh, right, it's, it's going to rain in a week's time. I'll go on eBay tonight and get a tape delivered. <laughs> You're about ready. Oh, well, um, I used to have a boy who said around the corner for me that had tons of WWF tapes, and he would only ever. He's a bit of a dickhead, man. Looking back, uh, but his big sister was hot. Um, so wasn't it the pals room but you'd go to his door and be like that kind of, I swap you a tape mate and you'd, I would give him some fucking WCW thing and he'd have all the proper WWF stuff but he'd only ever give you one at a time oh, Even like, he, he always got them back like uh, I stayed two doors for him but he was like no one for one that was always what he used to say one, one for, for one, one. Would, you, would you hope my sister would answer the door yeah okay mate I mind his name Gary yeah, I can't mind her name but Listen, I, I don't even know why I'm asking you this because I know if it happened you wouldn't even have answered the door but my door went today and it was someday trying to sell fibre optic broadband and right. it was a girl and she was stunning <laughs> right and like, I was obviously working from home and the door went I stood and spoke to her for 10 minutes about broadband and I've only just got Virgin taken out and Sky in so I've got no way I'm not interested in getting Virgin, not Virgin Mobile uh, Virgin, uh, sorry, any new fibre optics. So, but what, what, what companies are doing this now? 
Um, she said they've just there's, there's just been new Virgin there's been new optic fiber optic cables installed now that allows more companies to make use of the infrastructure. Right. So she was just talking to me and I was chatting to her about the internet and stuff like that. But she was stunning, and there's a small kind of insight into what a pathetic person I am that people don't get the time of day at my door, but purely because she was a good looking girl, so hmm. I spoke to her for ten minutes. I'd so, have looked her out the window and if you see me, I would have just sat there watching daily. Look out for her coming to your door, she'll be in your area next. I'll, I'll still ignore her, mate. What about time for talking to anybody, man? Anybody that comes to my door but I'm not due a delivery just gets ignored. Anyway, I, I think that's us, man. We've actually been much longer than I thought we were going to, so... Yeah, we're um, over the one barrier, which is, which is madness. Yep. So we need to thank Lewis, uh, Haggis, Neil... Uh, Andy, Andy Alistair. Alistair Blair for all getting in contact and like I say we're good to uh, we're good to your listeners so we do listen to your feedback we do listen to your ideas so as always um, at Long Term Memory on Twitter get in contact on there hello at longtermemory.com uh, and that's about it man if you've got any ideas and the, the big potatoes on Patreon if they suggest an idea it's kind of getting done so patreon.com yeah. forward slash long term memory if you are suggesting stuff, try and do stuff that's at least in colour, right? Like I can, I can cope with stuff far back if it's in colour, but stuff that's right, right way back, it, it does kind of turn me off a wee bit. But whatever you guys want, we'll do, as always. Thank you right. for listening. That's it, guys. Cheers for tuning in. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Apart from that big noise you just made right when it started recording. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> It was that was a yawn, which is never a good start to the show. Um, do we start again, or do we just do we just? Is this, is this get, what people just get, just get ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs>